Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Diving stop, Seager. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. Hope you had a good weekend. Mariners Pod is back. Nice weekend for the Ams. Good start to the road trip. They take two of three from Tampa Bay. We're going to dive into that in a few moments. Great conversation coming up as well. Aaron Goldsmith and Mike Blowers. Also, the week that was. So, a jam packed podcast again. Also, take a look at tonight as the Mariners. Road trip continues to Atlanta to take on the Braves. So some National League, interleague action starting tonight. Good weekend, though, for the M's, and it featured Nelson Cruz doing some serious, serious damage in Tampa Bay. Mariners take game one of the series 7-1, and Nelson Cruz, a big ball game, including a massive home run, his 30th of the year. The 0-1 pitch to Nelly. Swing and a drive. Deep to left field. Going and going and this one is gone. Way back into the upper deck. Holy smokes that went beyond the upper deck in left field. Nelson Cruz with one of the longest home runs ever hit here at Tropicana Field. High over the lower deck. High at the back end of the upper deck in left field his 30th home run of the season holy smokes his 98th rbi of the year and i guarantee you as the mariners take a 7-1 lead over the rays that has to be one of the longest home runs ever hit here at tropicana just silly silly distance absolutely obliterated i also had a request for the tv call so here's dave sims and the laughter of Mike Blowers, because what can you do when you see a ball hit like that? Two down, here's Cruz. Money's worth. Goodbye. Look at this baby. Wow. Upper <laughs> take. Yes, sir. Boom, stick, baby. That ball was crushed. Nelson Cruz with his 30th home run. His second RBI tonight. 98 on the season. Hey now! Pretty amazing. Also, Kyle Seeger picked up number 500 RBIs in his Mariners career and his Major League career. So, big day for the Mariners. They went seven to one in Game One of the series. Erasmo Ramirez gave them six strong, two hits, one run, walked two, four strikeouts on 90 pitches. That was great to see. So, the Mariners off to a an excellent start in the series. Game two, the offense was going again. Mitch Hanniger, the big blow early in the ball game. The windup in the pitch. Swing, high fly ball, left field. Does this have enough carry? It's back. It is back. And it is gone, Mitch Hanniger. Grand slam. Welcome back to the show. He takes Odorizzi deep, big time, out to left field. And the Mariners blow it open here in the third. They lead it 4-1. to one. Yeah, pretty awesome. And Nelson Cruz... He goes yard. 
And the 0 1 pitch to Cruz, swinging a fly ball deep the other way into right field. Sousa to the one, he tracked to the wall, leaps up, goodbye baseball. So Miranda gives up three runs in five. Pagan actually gave up a couple runs, which has been rare. Diaz won in the ninth. Tampa Bay made things interesting, but the Mariners hold on for a 7-6 win in game two of the series. So they take the series going into Sunday. They couldn't get the sweep, though. Blake Snell, local guy, shut the Mariners down. He goes seven, just two hits, no runs. Gallardo pitched well into the seventh, allowing three runs, but Mariners only three hits in the game, and Tampa takes game three. Three nothing. They win. They avoid the sweep. But the Mariners take the series. That's what they wanted to do, and that's what they got. Here's Scott Service. Credit to, to Blake Snell. Uh, he has really good stuff. Young pitcher, and he had it going on today. He had all three pitches working, all above average pitches. You know, the fastball had good life for him. Curveball was had good bite, and then the changeup. He threw a lot of them, uh, and some tough counts for us. So, give credit to him. We got beat. You know, I thought Gardo threw the ball very well. Uh, kept us right there in the ball game. And outside the first guy faced and the last guy faced, the stuff in between was, was really good. But, uh, you know, key for us, we won the series. Um, we continue to roll. Hopefully, uh, you know, get over in Atlanta and, and do it again over there. So um, just we got shut down offensively today. And you got to tip your hat to Snell. He threw the ball really well. Now people will look at his ERA and, and his record, but this kid has got a lot of talent. He's been considered a top prospect. Oh, no, he's one of their top prospects. We've seen him before. And, uh, you know, you can get to him early sometimes if you can, you know, get deep in counts and run the pitch count up. But he had three really good pitches today. When the changeup is that big a weapon for him, it's tough when he's throwing 94, 95. And, and our guys, you know, we saw it early. We thought we could maybe, you know, get something going as the game went on. But he was really tough today. And he, he worked out of a little jam there in the seventh as well. So I've got to give him credit. And with Gallardo, outside of these first and the last pitch where he might have missed the location, what was it that was so different about his stuff? Well, I thought he was able to, you know, he got a few balls on the ground, got a couple double play balls today, which is really big, the, the leadoff triple on the one inning, and he was able to work out of that without giving anything up. So, you know, he was around the strike zone. We saw kind of start to come off the rails a little bit there. At one inning, he threw about seven or eight consecutive balls, but he got back on, got through the inning, and thought his stuff maintained it throughout the game. So it was a good effort by, by Yo. Did you want to see him get through seven innings? Oh, yeah, no doubt. That was just going to be his last hitter anyway. You know, Mel walked out. You know, Hechevarria, he's got one home run all year. Hits an opposite field homer. Um, you know, I give him a little credit there. But, uh, you know, we were down in the ball game. I thought he was throwing the ball really well. He struck out Miller, uh, the guy before, and just not our day today. Defensively with Danny Valencia at first base, he came in and he had a couple of really nice plays. No, Danny's done a great job defensively all year. Um, you know, picking balls out of the dirt, you know, making plays down the line, diving all over the place. Um, you know, today was kind of what he's done all year for us over there. He had a couple of six-inning performances in this series right here. What does that do for you going forward? Well, it's great to see our guys getting deeper. Um, you know, obviously Tampa's been struggling a little bit with the bats. Uh, we're starting to get it going now. So, so you know, but we, we did a nice job uh, with our guys uh, working back and forth, pitching up in the zone a little bit, some things that we're good at um, that they didn't handle real well. Uh, but, you know, we made a few mistakes. But uh, no issues at all with, with the pitch, and certainly today it was right on, right on point. Yeah, I just couldn't get enough going with the sticks, but they take the series. So Minnesota, they won yesterday. They – Pasted Arizona 12 to 5. They've won four in a row. They're holding the first wild card, still tied with the Angels. Angels beat Baltimore yesterday in a close one, 5 to 4. They've won two in a row. So now Minnesota and uh, Angels tied for the wild card, second wild card. Minnesota will take on the White Sox in Chicago starting tonight. 
Angels will be playing Texas. That's going to be a very interesting series. Kansas City, they won yesterday. They beat Cleveland. They're tied with the Mariners, both Kansas City and the M's, one and a half back. Kansas City's got a tough series now. They're going to hook up with Colorado. Uh, Mariners will be playing Atlanta. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Texas, two and a half back. Uh, just mentioned they'll take on the Angels. Tampa with the win. They're still four back. They've got Toronto coming up. Baltimore, four back. They've lost two in a row. They'll be uh, taking on Oakland. Toronto, five back. They've lost three in a row, and they'll be taking on Tampa Bay. So we'll be watching everything very closely as the Mariners get set to tangle with the Atlanta Braves starting tonight. One thing to look for in this three-game series, Nelson Cruz will probably not start in any of these ball games. He'll obviously be a bat to go to off the bench, but don't look for Cruz in the lineup for these next three ball games in the National League Park. Andrew Albers, who the Mariners just traded for from the Braves organization, will be going against the Braves in game one. Tonight, 435 first pitch, 1-0, 1.80 ERA, and his only start in a Mariners uniform, the lefty facing the Braves. Braves, uh, they can cause some problems offensively. Freddie Freeman, one of the best there is. He is really good. Uh, pitching, though, has been the issue for the Braves this year. In the National League, a 4.78 ERA that's 13th in the National League. Only the Mets and Reds trail the Braves. They've had some issues in the rotation. Mike Fultonevich will get the ball in game one. He has tremendous stuff. For the most part, has had a really good year. His last couple starts, though, have kind of marred his overall numbers a little bit. Now his ERA has ballooned to 4.75. 127 innings thrown. He's fanned 121. But, man, you look at what he's done, and he's had some really impressive flashes of brilliance. His ERA was under four to start the month of August. But his last two starts in St. Louis and in Colorado, he has gone six innings total, 16 hits, 14 earned runs, 7 walks, a 21 ERA, opponents betting 485 against him in his last two starts. Start before that against Miami, 6 and a third, punched at 11 and only gave up one run without walking anyone. So clearly something has happened the last two starts, and we'll see if the Mariners can continue that trend. They'll also face a young pitcher in game two of the series, and Lucas Sims, only a handful of starts at the big league level. And then the knuckleballer, R.A. Dickey, game three of the series. Marco Gonzalez for the M's tomorrow. Erasmo Ramirez in the finale. All games, 435 first pitch to start this one. Mariners and the Atlanta Braves. Braves this year and a new ballpark, so the Mariners will experience that. Braves not in contention right now in the National League East, 55 and 67 overall, four and six in their last ten. They're in third place ahead of the Mets and the Philadelphia Phillies. Wild card situation in the National League, very much different though. Colorado and Arizona, some pretty nifty separation. Milwaukee's hanging in, two and a half back. St. Louis was there as well. They've lost two in a row, but still four back. But everyone else really far behind Atlanta 11 back of the wild card so Freddie Freeman is excellent the Mariners will have to contend with him in this series 
batting 321, 22 home runs, 50 ribbies, 21 doubles. Spent some time on the DL as well. So those are some pretty impressive numbers. Inciarte at the top has had a really nice season for the Braves. Hits for a little bit of power, 10 long balls, 20 doubles. Also swipe a bag, 17 steals, setting the table at the top of the order. But a lot of veterans you're familiar with, Matt Kemp, Nick Markakis, Brandon Phillips, uh, Tyler Flowers having a pretty nice year production-wise for a catcher. Matt Adams has come over and provided some punch as well. So there's some issues trying to navigate through this lineup. A chance, though, even without Nelson Cruz in this lineup to make some noise offensively coming up in this three-game series. And the Mariners love to just take another series. That's where they're at, just trying to keep taking series as this long road trip will continue to New York and then Baltimore after this three-game set in Atlanta. So can't wait to have you join us in this three-game series. Fun conversation, Aaron Goldsmith and Mike Blowers. Time to be joined by a little star power. Mike Flowers joins us Sundays with Blow. Blow, good to see you, man. How are you? I am finally to the point to where I'm not sweating, so that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, although the trap trap does uh, lack a little personality, it is nice that it is climate controlled. Nothing outside is, though, Aaron. <laughs> At 9.30 this morning, it was already 88 degrees with humidity off the charts. At 88%? Yeah, and so walking across the street was a bad idea. You know, speaking of that, and not to digress too much, but the uh, game a couple of nights ago between the Angels and the Orioles, Mariners obviously will finish this road trip at Camden Yards. This game was well, in Baltimore. an important series for the yeah, Mariners. Yeah, a huge series. Uh, first pitch humidity. Okay, it was like 89%, eight home runs in that game. That was the Machado three homer night. So uh, the ball could be uh, continuing to fly there when the Mariners get to town. Yeah, you know, and the thing about it is is, is I know for myself when I was playing, um, we would make this trip and typically we'd come to the East Coast and we'd do it a couple of times a year uh, before they started changing the schedules. And we would come out here for 12 to 14 days. So even now I prepare myself that, look, it's going to be hot and humid. It's August. What do you expect? But... It, when you're from the Northwest, yeah, man. It, it, you just can't you can't you can't understand it. You just I don't get it. I always love, and I'm sure you experience this as a player. We see it all the time up in the press box and the broadcast booths when opposing teams come to Seattle, especially in August. Teams from Texas, teams from the East Coast, just the overall wonder of relief that is on yeah. their face to get to the Northwest. Yeah. And on the other side of it too, you know, one of the things that I'll be keeping an eye on and. I'm sure I'll talk to Rick Griffin or Rob Nodine about it at some point, but watching these guys, they have to hydrate. Yeah. And you don't realize how much more you have to because they're used to playing in the Northwest now. And all of a sudden you get over here for this long a time. If you're coming in for a three-game series, you get in, you get out, and everything is fine. But when you're talking about two weeks, they're going to have to take care of themselves uh, because it's – especially with the way the games are going, you know, a little bit longer now. Uh, so the guys are on their feet more. They're going to have to take care of that end of it. Nelson Cruz has homered in back-to-back games here. Uh, he has obviously had the longest home run in Tropicana Field history. Last night we saw him go the opposite way. And uh, I'm excited to hear you tell me what you saw on ESPN. about. The- you're, you're on board with me, by the way, as, as far as how much fun it is to watch him hit. Right? It's just the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, I, I know. I, I could tell that this year, last year, I, I thought felt like you were coming around, but this year you you're <laughs> You are equally as excited every time I walk into the booth. You feel like last year I was just so-so on the Nelson Cruz homers. No, this year. but this year I feel like you're more excited about it. I, I really just, do. I just, you know, and I say this all the time, and I hope people don't get jaded by it, but don't take these for granted is no. the, is the Yeah, that's a, no, it's just, a great point. Because there's just nobody. You know, even, when I watched the replay of Hanniger's home run last night, the Grand Slam, not to digress again, 
But you know, it was a grand slam. It was a huge turning point of the game for the Mariners. And it was like a dozen rows deep, right? And he hit it good. And he hit it, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he got every bit of that. And all I could think when I saw the replay after the fact was like, when was the last time we saw Nelson Cruz hit one 12 rows deep? <laughs> It was, right. it was 105 feet short of the one that Nelson hit the night before. <laughs> exactly. I mean, these are these are home runs from another world. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, well, on ESPN they were talking about it, and they showed the one that he hit 482 feet under the concourse up there in the upper deck, which is the longest home run that's ever been hit in this ballpark. Um, but equally as impressed was the home run that he hit last night when he was jammed. The ball hits on the label of his bat, and he goes opposite barrel for a two-run homer. Um trying to figure out which is more impressive. I think the 482 is more fun to watch, but knowing how difficult this game is and how it's rare for uh, for people to be able to do what he's doing, um, I was really impressed with what he did last night. And, 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 I was, and it's one of the reasons why he's not just a – to your point, too, as far as not taking him for granted mm-hmm. what he's doing, he's not just a slugger. He is a very good hitter, and it's because of at-bats like that that lets you know how good a hitter he is. And also the ground ball that he hit through the right side before right. he hit the home run. He, he's just he's, – he's, he's something special. And when you consider the game today and you go through it and you look at right-handed power hitters, um, he's really separating himself if you include – all aspects of it as far as batting average, taking your walks, driving in runs, hitting with runners in scoring position. Yeah, he every, is, every element, every a, facet of it. As far as the right-handed power hitters go, he is right at the top of that. Well, I was, I was proud of myself, Mike. I was, let's talk about me for a second Let's here, do this. On your segment. Yes, because, let's do it. Because although Rick was on the call for it, so I could kind of sit back and relax on the uh, Nelson Cruz Apo taco last night. As soon as that ball hit the bat and started going out to right field, this is gone. I, I, I knew instantly that that was gone, whereas any other right-handed hitter to right field, you're like, well, okay, maybe he gets to the warning track. But we've yeah. seen it enough now for Nelson Cruz going the opposite way, even ones that are just a mile high. Uh, there's just, man, I mean, Stanton, hey, Stanton's got more home runs this month than yeah. anybody. He's got no, 11. He's, he's, and he's another just, level himself. He's a terrifying beast. Yes. Uh, but, you know, the thing with Nelson Cruz is that, uh, Mike, he's slugging 1,000 in the month of August. I mean, literally a thousand, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is just about the coolest thing ever. Yeah, he's he, he is something. But you know what? Here's the other thing with it is the Mariners, um, they've won four in a row now. One of the things that Scott had talked about, um, I spoke to him on Friday uh, at the start of this road trip, and I asked him, I said, tell me what you have to do. And he felt, and you and I talked about this too, with, with these teams that they're going to play, being on the East Coast, playing in these ballparks, that they were going to have to score runs. And that Nelson Absolutely. was a big part of that. Um, and, you know, you look at – I don't think you could do any more than the first two games already on the road. They're, they're scoring seven runs in each of those games and uh, able to get to their bullpen with a lead, which is our couple of keys. But um, it's been fantastic, and Nelson's right in the middle of all of that. And I, I liked your prediction of him hitting 30 – being Thir- 36 home 36. runs by the end of the road trip. He's at 31 now. Which I think is, is certainly possible, not only with how oh, hot yeah. he is right now and also uh, from the standpoint of just the ballparks – that we're playing at. Uh, uh, we, we, may, we may have the opportunity, which is still amazing to me, to see him have his first three home run game. Yes. In his career. In his career. Yeah. I think that could be happening within yeah. the next you week. Know what, you know what made me really think about that? Um, as you start looking at players, and Nelson, because he's averaging 40 home runs a year for the last who knows how many years, you start looking, you, you, can, find, you can find players that have hit three home runs in a game. I, I never did it. Hey, Scooter Jeanette hit four in a game this year. Yeah. Scooter Jeanette. Yeah. 
Well, well, um, but it's just it's just it's just crazy how sometimes that happens. Uh, you know, although Jeanette's having a great year for the Reds, but it, how it happens kind of once in a blue moon for some guys. Yeah, the stars align. Well, Danny Valencia right here in this ballpark. Yes, great last point. Year. Great point. In the lineup today, and Danny had three home runs here uh, last year. It's it's a rare rare thing. Um, but you would think that somebody like Nelson, that, that he would get the opportunity to do that. But maybe well, it'll be today. Who knows? You know, you're talking earlier about him as a hitter. The, the last player in Major League history to hit 40 home runs while maintaining, while finishing the season with a 300 average was Nelson Cruz. And it was in 2015. Yeah. I mean, this is not an easy thing to do. You look at the list in recent history of guys to hit 300 with at least 40 bombs. Cruz and Harper both did it in 2015. Before that, you have to go back to, we're talking MVP, triple crown seasons of Miguel Cabrera, 13 and 2012 as well. And, you know, Alex, uh, pardon me, Albert Pujols has done it multiple times. You look at guys like A-Rod when he was really swinging it. Uh, David Ortiz did it one time. I mean, this is not an easy thing to do to no. hit with that kind of power and to uh, also hit with that kind of an average. Yeah, no, it's, it's not at all. I, used to, I mean, I used to marvel at Junior when he was doing it. You know, just it was incredible to watch him go out and hit 50 home runs and hit 300. Hey, you know, you bring up Junior, and I, I wanted to ask you this uh, the other day on our ride back to the hotel, uh, but I'll ask it to you now because I think people would be interested. I was watching some highlights of Junior the other day, and I just had this thought. I don't know why I haven't thought of it before, but you know, Junior was about as lean and shredded of a guy as there was at the time. Mm-hmm. But he was not superhero big like Nelson Cruz, right? They're, they're built differently. For sure. I mean, for Junior, the thing that I think of with Junior when you're talking about his build and his swing and everything, that Junior's power was from his lower half. I, mean, I was going to ask you, I mean, how did he hit 600-plus? Well, his power came from his lower half. Um, his core was extremely strong. Um, you know, but he, he wasn't out, you know, trying to set records on the bench press or doing right. curls. And, and I think probably some of that because his dad played. There's some old school in there that you don't want to get big and bulky because we were at that time. It was just starting to be a thing, you know, kind of coming around at that end. And I think for him, it, it didn't matter to him. But you watch his swing. I think that the, the speed that he would generate, it started from the ground up with him. And that's the way you would like to see most hitters do it. But he just did it better than everybody else. He could generate. I, they, at one point, they had they they were they were measuring bat speed through the mm-hmm. zone, and um, if he wasn't one, he was number two in all of baseball. It was either it was either him and Barry or Barry and him. Because I think most people listening, when they think of bat speed, would think of I mean, right? It's your arms that are doing the work that it would be coming from yeah. your upper half. But no, you're saying not no, the case. You, you got to use your lower half and get your hips involved in it. A lot of that is your core, your abs, and everything else that gets it all going. And then and then. And if you look at, at, at the swing of Junior um, on the hats and the shoes and all that thing, that, that, that arc that he had in <laughs> right. there um, is picture perfect. But all that, all that part of it came at the end. And so timing is a big part of it. Um, and I think that there are also different kinds of hitters. You know, Nelson is a big, strong, power hitter person. I mean, that's what He's he, Goliath. Yes. And I think there are other guys that hit for a lot of power, but it's more speed. It's just like um, look at – Altavilla and look at Diaz. They both throw 97 miles an hour. They Great just point. do it differently. Diaz is uh, a lot of speed, and that's where Junior's at. Um, and it just sounded different. When you, if, if, it, I wish you could have sat there and watched him take batting practice because of the sound of the ball coming off of his bat. It's like we marvel at, at Nelson. It was just different than everybody else's. And it's just bat speed and squaring it up on the sweet spot better than anyone. Seriously. Yeah, awesome. 
This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. From the stretch and his first pitch on the way. Fastball swung on line drive caught by Vieira. Holy smokes, what a catch. Chiago Vieira, his first pitch in the major leagues. Came back at him just as fast as he threw it. And the 1-2 on the way. Slider, check swing. Does he go? Yes, he does. Strike three. Vieira with his first strikeout of the major leagues. A slider. Uh, I got excited, but I try like it more like he's staying control. Don't put like so many pressure myself. I just say, I'm going to be like me, you know. Thiago Vieira right here. Just like try attack the hitter and show everything I can do, you know. Here's the pitch on the way. Swung on and ripped into center field. Dyson racing over. He makes the catch next to his hip. Fires it home. Machado tagging. Throw to home on a hop. It is in time. He is toast at the plate. Pagan trying to retire all six he has seen. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. A weak wave and a filthy slider. And Pagan, his fourth punch out of the game. He's retired six in a row. Mariners pitchers have retired 14 in a row. Another zero on the board. Here's the pitch of the way. Swing and a drive deep to right field. Going, going. Goodbye baseball. Way back into the lower deck. Yonder hits one into the wild blue. Yonder. His first home run in a Mariner uniform. And it comes with Nelly Cruz aboard. It's now the Mariners three. Baltimore one. Here's the stretch and the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Well hit to right field. Rickard going back to the one track. To the wall. Goodbye baseball. Leonis Martin with his third home run of the season. The pitch to Machado. Swing and a fly ball into right center field. Long run and sliding. Making the catch. Martin, he's got it. Tagging it third and scoring is Joseph. Leonis Martin with a long run into the gap in right center field. Reaching out, made the catch. The 0-2 on the way to Chris Davis. Here she comes. Strike three call. The ball game is over. Zepczynski saves the day. Holy smokes, what a finish. Mariners win it. 7-6 over the Orioles. That was a great team win. And uh, that's all about. Keep fighting, keep battling every single game. That's our plan right now. And uh, we put it together as a team. And uh, that was a great thing. It's like a great game, great game for us today. Swung on, ground ball right side. A run's going to score up for the ball. The second baseman, Robertson, the throw to first. And it's in time to get Seeger on the play. Cano will score from third. The Mariners with a 2 nothing lead. And there it is, career RBI number 500. For Kyle Seeger, his 63rd of the year. The 0-1 pitch to Nelly. Swing and a drive. Deep to left field. Going and going. And this one is gone. Way back into the upper deck. Holy smokes. That went beyond the upper deck in left field. Nelson Cruz with one of the longest home runs ever hit here at Tropicana Field. High over the lower deck. High at the back end of the upper deck in left field. His 30th home run of the season. Yeah, well hit. Almost all of it. Yeah. <laughs> the windup in the pitch. Swing, high fly ball, left field. Does this have enough carry? It's back. It is back. And it is gone, Mitch Hanniger. Grand slam. Welcome back to the show. He takes Odorizzi deep, big time, out to left field. Now the Mariners blow it open here in the third. 
They lead it four to one. And the 0-1 pitch to Cruz, swinging a fly ball deep the other way into right field. Sousa to the one, he tracked to the wall, leaps up, goodbye baseball. Here's the stretch of the pitch on the way. Dickerson, a swing, little tapper along the first baseline, picked up by Diaz. Underhand, toss to Alonzo, in time, and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it 7-6 over the Tampa Bay Rays. Edwin Diaz with his 27th save of the year. Ariel Miranda with the win. And the Mariners open up the long road trip with a record of 2-0. They won last night 7-1. And they win tonight by a score of 7-6. See you later!